0: Welcome to episode 149 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hanamio. And I'm Hillary
1: Oh, I feel like one of those, what are those things called again? DJs. DJ. Remember how lame it was when you had VJs on MTV? They called them VJs. They were
0: VJs. Oh my God and there
1: were like four of them that were like famous there's you know the comedian lewis black yes he has a great thing about mtv and how it killed music because you're supposed to music is supposed to go into your ears and not into your eyes and (laughs) this whole thing about how mtv just killed everything because it's all about making that video and and video (laughs) killed the radio star yeah Yeah. (laughs) but damn we came up on that shit you know yes oh my god i watch that all the time
0: i'm (laughs) (laughs) I'm kurt loader and here's the latest oh my god kurt loader
1: yeah (laughs) he was like old back then yeah he's still around though i just saw him in a documentary shit which one was that and he was in it talking about somebody and i was like wow look at this guy he's around a long time yeah he was like i think like the
0: only sort of kind of legit news sort of person on that. Yes, yeah, yeah, show. yeah. He was a writer, on, on like that he was whole, a journalist, right? Yeah, like the rest. Know. And
1: then it got goofy. They, yeah, they came, who they became. Who was that? Like, there was one
0: VJ that was like so weird. We had the long hair. Do you know? Who, or is it was it Frank Sappha's son? Wasn't he a VJ? Oh, I don't know. Or no, I don't know. I feel like maybe he was. I don't know. Maybe I'm going back too far. Maybe I'm you know misremembering. <laughs> what are
1: you gonna do? Okay.
0: What are you gonna do?
1: Okay. Well, yeah. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I want to say. Like if we don't have to go too much into the election no. because on election night, we went live on our Instagram. <laughs> go watch that. Like, oh, I think that that I God. think the first, you know, I've, by the way, our, our good friend uh, Vicky wrote to me, she's like, I've watched it twice and it's incredible and on point and facts hashtag. Facts. Yes, it, it was because it was a real reaction to like what was happening. <sighs> and I am still I I am still very much at peace with it. Like, I think. I think we are lucky in the way we're cursed, and it's a blessing. But it's a it's a curse that we are so involved because we knew what was all coming, yes. and we kind of predicted it on the last show, like this is we know what's going to happen. Yeah, and I mean. but it's also a blessing because we were prepared for it. Like this was the most prepared. I felt like primary, I I was not prepared for things that happened in the primary. Right, pissed off or whatever. Well, this I was I felt pretty pretty prepared that the, DeSantis was going to win, right? Demings was going to lose. Like I I knew that. Well, was I wasn't. I was still reading. Of course, listen. I always have hope. You always have hope. But maybe. I was
0: surprised at. Well, I really wasn't surprised, but I was a little surprised because the last time between Gillum and DeSantis, yeah, it was really close. It was it was a small margin. And did you see how Trump recently came out and said how he stopped all the counts? Yeah, this is uh, so, seems to be looked into. Yeah,
1: so I mean, potentially he, Gillum could have won. Who knows?
0: In Who the two thousand eighteen
1: election, they went to a recount between Gillum and DeSantis, and. Yeah. um, they uh it was very close i think it was like point zero one percent or something and yeah. they did a recount and trump came out yesterday because now he's coming out against desantis because he knows his, his, he's his yep. main rival in 2024 and said that if it wasn't for him sending people to broward during that they recount, wouldn't have won that that trump said he sent people here that desantis wouldn't have won and neither would have scott and so now it's like <laughs> what the fuck happened yeah so what now happened? what
0: happened now you said it now it's out yeah so someone should if they talk about election fraud and they talk yeah. about all this. So, where's
1: the squad, DeSantis? Where's the election it's, squad? There's so much. I sent you, and we have a little group, yeah. a group uh, text, uh, a couple anyway. But there was one uh, the day of the le- the election. Trump was on this Fox News um, oh. interview, and they and the woman said like, if these people win, the people you've endorsed, like how much of it is because of you? And he goes, well, if they win, it's because of me, but if they lose, it's nothing to do with me. And I thought that was the most perfect (laughs) clip of Trump ever. And it also makes me think of, um, the election fraud. Yeah. Like like if I win, yeah, right. You know, it's like you 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 lose and say it's the machines, and the, yes. and people are throwing yes. out votes. You win, and there's no there's right. no corruption. And the same and thing is happening wins. now in
0: in Arizona and these yeah. other states. Like it's the same language, yeah. right? If we win, we win. But if we lose, it's because somebody cheated. Yeah. And anyone who follows these people, how they don't go. Well, that's kind of yeah. You know, he's literally
1: saying it though. He's yeah. saying the thing about sending someone to to, to yes. Broward, so he's also saying I'm also participating in corruption, right? Right. Like, well, what, I mean, to it's to what Donald extent Trump. is he saying that he sent someone here? Is this something we could take for for his right. word, or is he or just not?
0: another like blowhard yeah. statement from Trump? Like, mm-hmm. you don't know what to believe with the guy.
1: I was I was talking to somebody, and they think that DeSantis will not run in 24. They think that he will just let Trump run. And that in 28, like he's still a young th- man, he's still young. That in 28, he could come back, and and Trump won't be in the competition. I think he has too much of an ego to sit back for four years. I think that he knows people are expecting him, and the fact that he didn't answer those questions, he won't comment he's on teasing. it. He tells teasing. me that he will, and also because he said he because he never would comment on abortion. And the day after the election, now the, he the did. Republican stronghold supermajority in in Florida said they are coming to further right. restrict abortion rights here in Florida. So you know, I don't know. I'm shocked about Beto for some reason. I'm shocked Beto lost, but maybe you have to be on the ground there to understand it. But
0: I think it's like Florida. You know what I mean? I think that these States are like Florida where we are full on. We had to ask last week, like, are we, you know, I was like, are we Alabama red or are we Georgia red? Right. right. And I think we're Alabama red. You know what I mean? Like
1: well, here's something here. Let me, let I me, move let me to give Michigan. You this. Let me, I'd love to go to Michigan. Gretchen. Absolutely. Hi. They codified fucking row. Come on. All of their top spots are held by women. It's, it's, All of um, them. it's amazing.
0: And, the that's, and, are and shitty. it's a rust, but it's
1: a rust belt state. It's, like she's got
0: the power. Yeah. But the to, potholes are, yeah. well, that's just up north. the devil. <laughs> Pittsburgh's the same, but still, <laughs> um, but well, also, they have the Great Lakes there. And so yeah. for climate issues, you're by freshwater. Oh, just, you're close to the border. Yeah. You're close to the border in Canada. So, like, if you got to make a quick getaway, it's How not as far. How come you have not
1: brought up Michigan
0: before as an escape
1: route? Like that? Why? Well, you? we
0: we have talked. My husband and I have talked about Michigan a lot. I
1: think it, that's the place. Yeah. Now, militia heavy. We got some militias. Yeah, and some not coo- to mention, well, you also got Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, but there's da, 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 Slim
1: Shady. Oh, <laughs> and you also have White Stripes. You got Jack White. That's right. That's Holding right. it down, holding it down. <laughs> and you got that sweet Detroit Tigers.
0: Love oh. them. Oh, we do? Yeah. Oh. Love well, that team. I mean, I can't. No? Nope. I, I, well, no. One and two, I always got to go for the Pittsburgh team. I don't do any sports, but if I did do sports, I still have to be loyal to Pittsburgh. All right, fine. I mean, the Pirates. I mean, it can't get worse than the
1: Dolphins. <laughs> so. Oh, God. What an embarrassment! Wait, I was going to say something about all of this. What the fuck was I just going to say? We're going to oh, escape to Michigan. Here's a nugget. Here's a nugget for you. Try to wrap your head around this. Is a, this is a fact that I was like, now my brain is broken and I can't figure this out. The county where Uvalde is, the city Uvalde, oh, yeah, went heavy for Governor Abbott. Yep. How? That's because how it's, how it's just red. That's it. But but how do you how do you know you've lost? You've had this within a year. You've had this atro like this atrocity this horrible tragedy happened in your, in your County. And how do you not? I don't, they don't care, but it's not about caring. Do they not understand? Like, it's not about not caring. Like, how do you not understand that this governor has not only weakened the gun laws in your state and allowed that kid to be able to be old enough to get his hand on that kind of gun. Right. Under this guy's watch. Basically the back to the police who did not go into the fucking school. How do you vote for that? like that? I don't understand
0: that. I, I don't get it either. There's something that that it's just. I, is it just like such a diehard loyalty to this party that the Democrats just don't
1: have? I don't understand it. You know, I don't understand. And Beto was there. Like that motherfucker was going. Oh in. my god! Remember he, he stood up at that town hall like yes. two days later and was like, "This is a sham. You're not doing enough. You didn't do what you're supposed to do." Yelling at the cops. Yelling yeah. at fucking Abbott and everybody that was there. I mean, what the fuck? The point is this, it's out of our hands. You know, like this is what y'all wanted. When I saw DeSantis on the front page of the Sun Sentinel Mm -hmm. the next day and it says DeSantis wins second term, I felt like I was in a movie. I couldn't do anything but laugh. And I thought, well, this is what they wanted. This is what they wanted. And- I don't want to get I, I, I will go on to it if I have to, but like go to the Instagram video on and watch our 30 minute Instagram yeah. video from that night. But the epic failures that if you have listened to this podcast for three fucking years, for three years, we, we have to, talked yeah. about the failures of the Florida Democratic Party, the failures of the Broward Democratic Party. I talked about it last week. Yeah. And two weeks ago. But the epic fucking failures of these parties has led to devastation in communities. Women will lose yeah. their rights because we don't have a strong fucking party here. That's the that's point fucking blank for 20 years, 20 years. And every two years, there's an election. We fucking flip the fuck out. We go, God damn it. We need to strip the party yeah. of this leadership. We need to do something and it about happens. it. Three weeks go by and everybody's like, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, and it's it's about choosing
0: the right leadership. And so I'm curious. but It's all insider I'm, I'm bullshit. Curious. They choose
1: the worst people.
0: Well, that's what I've been reading a lot. And I've been reading also um, AOC has been talking about a similar issue in New York politics. Okay, it's yeah, the same yeah. sort of stuff where it's it's sort of these these politicos and these consultants that are running the show. Mm-hmm. And it's time, and we've said it before, like it's time the playbook that we've been using, we got to throw in the trash. Right. But for the Florida Democratic Party,
1: somebody floated around Nikki Freed. No, that's because... She was on Twitter yes. and said and that Manny said, Diaz needs to right. go. And then she came out and goes, oh, no, no, no but not yeah, me. Not me.
0: I was thinking, you know who I, I don't know. I'm really think, I don't know about for heading the Florida Democratic Party or just running for something is that Thomas Kennedy.
1: Mm. Well a lot of people don't like him. I don't think that he's actually a committee person. Yeah, I mean Miami, I just but, like he's he's Or no, he, is he on the state board? He's on some sort of state board. Yeah, I mean but Before he's Florida always done.
0: out there like calling stuff out and calling stuff out and calling I stuff agree, out. I agree but
1: he he is polarizing. Like people don't like him. Unfortunately, I think I, I mean I don't feel that way. But I think that it wouldn't go anywhere because yeah. they don't they didn't want him on that board to begin with. And can we get a, can we get out. someone young? So I've heard, possible, I've heard a couple a names. Young, One of them I've heard was because Carlos Guillermo Smith lost oh. is that Carlos Guillermo Smith should be the head of the party. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, either. the fact that they banked on Manny Diaz to do something, <laughs> and I, you you remember what that oh, was like? I, I remember. Oh, he's going to come in. He's going to be this great thing, and he's nothing do nothing. And he did nothing. He it did was nothing. Like wait, what? Who? And they they who? don't step down. It's like Terry Rizzo. Remember oh, how fucking ineffective God. Terry Rizzo was? Yeah, that bitch is still running around Palm Beach as part of the Palm Beach Democratic Party, which basically yeah. Palm Beach, by the way, turned went red. fucking red. It went red. <laughs> I mean again what is she doing there what is she doing I
0: I can't I can't I can't I can't I don't have time for it and I I
1: know I'm so over it you know what I was reading a whole thing but one of the things though that we knew is that the 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 national Dems they're not sending money here I guess I guess a year before like the or like Mm -hmm. let's say eight or nine months before the primary every year or every two years the national Dems sent Florida 40 million dollars we got nothing nothing. so They were, they outspent, the governor's race was like $220 million for DeSantis and I think $40 million for for Chris. That's what he raised. And
0: Chris, and and this is what I was going to say earlier. Like, I think I was shocked at the...
1: How not close? Yeah, no, it race. was so. Gillum was that 0.01% yes. and, and, and and Chris, and it's like twenty percent. twenty percent. got huge. It it's was
0: huge, huge, huge.
1: Which, by the way, I'd like to say. But guess what? I you
0: they put up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I get everybody who was like, oh, we gotta support Chris. Like no. we su- I supported him, right? Like after the primary, but this is a problem. It we recycle the same people, and and it's just. Let's get the Maxwell Frost of the world yeah. in our politics. Let's listen to young
1: people Let's who were sounding the alarm. Um, I'd like to say, I told you so. <laughs> I'd like to say, I told you. What would you when call him? Floated? Grasshopper? Grasshopper old, grasshopper. old grasshopper. When it was floated that he might run, I lost my mind on this podcast. Yes. And I said, if that's motherfucker, I saw this whole thing coming. Yeah, then I covered him. Yeah. I covered him on the podcast to try to bring this up. Right. I have mentioned several times he brought another fucking beard of a fiance out. The reason why Charlie Chris doesn't work is because he's not an authentic human being. And if you're going to be in democratic politics, you better wear your heart on your fucking sleeve because that's how we vote. Unfortunately. I know. It's but stupid. And sometimes it works. Look at Obama. Right. It works. He was passionate. He gave us hope. That is a real thing that you can be an authentic human being and give hope and be positive and win. It's a thing that really happens. Right. Charlie Crist is not honest and authentic in who he is at all. And if you are sitting in a room with him, you feel it. Do you not? No, it's true. He's not authentic. It's true.
0: It's just... And not that we have to be uh No, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, not that we need some cheerleader that's gonna get us all riled. You know what I mean? Like we could have, you know, uh can we just have a uh, can we just have some some again and I know everyone's gonna say, well, what's your plan? What's your plan? But can we have some some galvanizing issue that we fight on? And we know that women showed up uh other places across the country except in Florida right. because they weren't sounding the alarm on abortion like they should have been that should have been
1: everybody screaming but 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 we don't do that in this state I'm sorry we don't do it in women this state. didn't show up for Florida but the the women that did show up were white women and they voted for Republicans uh, that's the thing so abortion's no longer on the table as an important issue it's not well and it never you, will be again uh, it's uh, over here,
0: here's like the last thing did you hear this uh, Fox News guy who talked about, they were looking at the numbers and they were looking at who came out to vote. And we saw, well, in Georgia, because um, I, I, I saw this great little uh, news article that was like, you know, we're trying to blame black men for what happened um, mm. to Abrams. And it wasn't black men. When you look at the numbers, it was um, significantly white men and white women White women who again didn't come out mm-hmm. uh, and vote, but these Fox News analysts were looking at white married women, mm-hmm. white married men, single women, and they're like, oh, "Look at these numbers. Uh, you have a uh, uh, the white married women are voting Republican, but it's these young single white women that are voting Democrat. Oh, so they should go get married. They need to get a ring, go go put a ring on that finger. Is what that's their right. advice?
1: Well." That's what always works. Isn't this That's like, the thing. And then That's what? what happens. When, well,
0: women are suddenly married and then they yes. lose any yes. insight. Jesus. That's right. We've talked about these women.
1: We but talked I'm about hoping all that Patreon. This,
0: But I'm hoping that this young demographic
1: of women, of white women are like, screw this. No, fuck white women. Never yeah. again. They are like I said on my We're horrible gross. Facebook. Eight percent more this this election than the last election. Eight percent more it's white women moms for voted for Republicans. Eight percent more. They think they're protecting their kids. They have no idea the bigger picture here. No. And so and there's also there's some there's again we it, it like with everything with politics it the the human psychological aspect needs to be looked at and 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 uh, investigated. Yes. But there's something like you said something in the last podcast that I thought was so interesting. You said people don't want to be on the losing team all the time. And I thought that's it too. Yeah. There's something about we're winning. We're the best. Right. rah rah, loud in your face. Ugh. Like there's something about how that feels to be part of a group right. that is always winning. But what they're but not- But that's not politics. What they're not paying you attention know, to- like, It shouldn't be a f- sporting event. Yeah, but it, the way yeah. it makes them feel, there's something psychological about yeah. that. But what they're not understanding is that those folks that they're electing that's winning are then going into office and taking those things away from you. Yeah. They're taking books out of your kid's classroom. But they they're, don't- they're blocking your right to make legal decisions about, or, or, or healthcare decisions about your body. But the thing
0: is, like they, like you said, really think, you know, I spoke to someone who I know is, you know, uh, pro-life and it's, you know, the the conversation was, well, it's a baby. And I'm like, well, I don't see that. I see it as a clump of cells that barely fits on the head of a pin. That's not a baby. And it's like, no, life begins at a conception. and. You know what I mean? And like, that's it. Like, there's no science. There's no, it's, 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 you know what I mean? Like, that's it. And I, the I, same with the books and like, and the sports teams, like there's this, this rigid, like, you know, moral thing that they're stuck with. And it's great for you, but they want to, they they want to lock
1: us all in that same box.
0: I don't want to be in there.
1: There's nothing we can do about it anymore. This is what it is. And unless we leave the state, and, and I'm sorry, but we're we would be in our sixties. Are you prepared to fight for the next twenty years oh, when you know no. the organization, the, the the organized parties, the party here statewide and and in the county are so um, ineffective and lame? Like, is that what you want to do, Tina? Yeah. You're going to fight for the next twenty I, years for that? No, like, I'm not and, doing that. And I'm not doing it. The thing and, is, and, and hold on one more second. Here's also why they won't even acknowledge that they fucking are losers. They won't acknowledge it The fuck it. Like I said on that goddamn Instagram video by midnight tonight, if you haven't submitted your resignation as the Broward chair or the Florida <sighs> democratic chair, you have gone beyond because you're supposed to be in service unpaid. This is all unpaid labor right. that they're doing by the way. God right. bless. Yeah. Cause we all do the same thing. Right. But if you don't understand that you are failing on an epic level, that your failure then leads to, Damning, terrible, fucking laws in the state for twenty years. If you don't understand that you have failed for the last two years to lead this party, and you need to step down for the good of the party, like we all oh like yeah, to say, for the good of the party, for, for the, the good, good of the party. party, for the good of the children here, for the good of the state of Florida, people in the state of Florida. If you don't understand how bad you are as a leader, then you you are part of the problem. It's true.
0: They need to resign immediately. In any other business, and I think you said this the other day, in
1: any other business, yep. heads would roll. Yeah, you'd be fired. And that's you know? part of the problem too. Maybe they should be paid positions because then the people who are working for that money to raise money to pay these right. people who are the chairs, would take it maybe out. they would say, you're fired. You did not meet these expectations. These were your goals, which they don't set. Here were yeah. your goals for Broward. <laughs> you didn't meet these goals. You need to leave. Well, and the other issue is is the the voter turnout.
0: In Broward, was oh yeah forty eight percent. I mean, and 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 it's like the fact that, and I remember a long time ago when that show, what was that show? Um, Kelly Clarkson and oh uh, American, American Idol. Idol. When that show like first came on, and, and they had done something that more people voted yeah. in American Idol than they do in elections. Like that's that's a big it's fun. Th- it is. I I never voted. I don't even know how to vote on that show. But like that's a problem to me. Like yeah. how do you, um. Like that's, that's what's important to people, you know, but the, the other thing that bothers me is I don't want to hear from anyone who did not vote in this midterm election. I don't want to hear anybody complain about any law or be outraged that abortion is on a full ban or be outraged that there's some guy with an AR-15 in Publix while you're getting your sub, your pub sub. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Because you didn't show up and it's going to be like, well, I don't, I'm not really involved in politics or in it, whatever excuse There was early voting. Yeah. They have restricted it, but it was still two weeks. Yeah. Seven to seven. Yeah. For two weeks. Yep, Every day. And on election day. So there had to, and, and I got to tell it you, easier
1: for you and, and,
0: and I got it. And there's mail-in ballots. It's so easy, right? There's a mail-in ballot process. You don't even have to leave your house. And when I went to vote and I voted early, there was no one there. I walked in and it was empty and i it was literally three minutes of my life. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it because there are people I'm sure that we know that did not vote and are going to have something to say and I don't want to hear it. Well, because I, I, I blame that apathy.
1: Absolutely. But
0: that's also an issue of the of the party. That's right. To, um, again, not a month before a primary, but two years should be reaching out Two years should be going, uh, what are your thoughts on polling people? What do you think about Chris? What do you think about Freed? Who would you, you know what I mean? Because the same thing happened in that primary. Nobody came out to vote. So, you know, could Nikki Freed have been uh, the candidate? Possibly, but nobody comes out to vote. Right. And then they want to bitch. And now people are going to bitch about Chris and this and that. I bet you some of them didn't even vote in the primary. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it.
1: I don't want to hear it. So. Right. My last I thing know. is is this is <laughs> We're that, going like we're not gonna go fine. on, but we're going I on. know, but it's fine. Listen, what else can we do? Yeah. I mean, we can only do so much, the two of us. <laughs> and I but, feel like I do nothing, so Oh my god, Tina, that's not true. I know, but you know Tina what I does mean? A like lot. like Tina does I feel a lot.
0: like like we do stuff, but like there's can always you, it help, more
1: and also helps you sleep at night. Like, all right, yeah. at least yeah. I know I did this. Or at least I, I tried, gave this much yeah, money. Yeah, at I least I know I did something. Yeah. Here's the thing. It is incredibly disappointing that people that we know that I think are very smart people voted for Chris in the primary. I think it sucks. Just because Nikki Fried's campaign was a fucking mess, right? Yeah. But people who worked on Chris' campaign, people who pushed for Chris in the primary, you should be ashamed of yourself. And I think that Charlie Crist should be ashamed of himself. And he should go away and never come out. Well, that's not going to happen. Well, he should. And if he ever comes out again and he tries to run for office anywhere in Florida. Oh, he's going to run back in his hometown. There better be a group of people who fucking do something about it. Oh, please. He'll be back in his hometown. He bamboozled you. He bamboozled the entire state. I don't know how. I don't know how. We were at a fucking thing where he he walked. Do you remember the one that Saturday when yes. we were at the Pride yes. Center? And he walked in and people were like guffawing. Like they were just all over it. And I couldn't believe. I was in the back of the room. I couldn't believe. And the motherfucker has the audacity to say, don't say gay. Well, that's his, that's his whole MO. That's his fucking life motto.
0: I know, but but, but we don't want to, what is it Fuck called? Fuck that. Uh, uh, Bullshit. Uh, Bullshit.
1: Shame it, on it, you. Is it gay
0: baiting? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, like a, I, you come that's into the a only...
1: fucking organization where people are fighting and have been fighting since the 80s for people to have political, for LGBTQ people to have a political voice in Broward who are out and proud of who they are. And you walked in. It's, uh, what is that? It's it's infuriating. Yeah,
0: I know. I just don't. You know, shouldn't people? We talked about this before. Coming out when they want to go. When they maybe he feels
1: like he can't do it for some reason. So then you shouldn't be in office. You know it's coming. You how are you not looking over your shoulder every second of the right. day? And you and you think because of your ego that's the thing that kills me. His ego thought made him think that he was the best person for Florida when he in the back of his brain it's never out of his thinking believe me that any moment there could be an issue right and he did it anyway he did it anyway cuz he thought he was the, he could do the best for he could be the best person for Florida and he sacrificed somebody else what if, what if it wasn't Nikki Fried? What if it was Jason Pizzo? He beat in the primary. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is a kind of like putting aside what's best for the people of Florida. That and, means that you're not right. For, he's not doing it for the right reasons. Right. And I
0: mean, okay. Yeah. He's flip flop this and that, but to look back and go, wow, I haven't been able to do this on, on all of these occasions That's another and good looking example. at the, right. and, and just looking at the numbers and having someone go, eh, you know what? You're in this seat now in a, uh, what? St. Petersburg. Yeah.
1: Keep, He's, it. A US Keep it. He's a U.S. House Keep member. He's a U.S. House member. It's a prestigious job. Yeah. Can you imagine? And, and you're was, in St. Petersburg, beautiful. Got elected and how many times yourself. there? Like over yeah. and over. He could have a lifetime position yes. as a United States House representative. Imagine. What Just a fucking it. gift. It was a gift given to you. It, right. was a, it was a gift after you already had done this to us before. Right. You were our candidate before as a Democrat and you couldn't and make you it couldn't happen. It. What made you Just think stay, you could do it again? I know. And, and who are the people His around
0: ego? him yeah, fuck all you Who y'all. are the people around him that was like, fuck all you You know, sure, yes, let's do this. Instead of going, no, man, yeah. look, you got this house seat. Let's keep it. We need all the seats we can. Listen, this I is what's better for Florida to keep you in this position. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. And let's get somebody new and young. I don't blame people. I mean, people. I voted for him. They got, sno- no, I mean, in the general, oh, in the yes. But I mean, I, you know, I, people got snowed and they thought that he'd be the best one for the job. I really don't think even anybody who voted from the primary thought he could actually win. I mean, that's depressing. I mean, I really don't, don't just, think they could. Then it's just like what? No I, one can beat DeSantis. He's a runaway fucking train and he thinks God sent him. I you can. know what? God did send him. God sent him to take this country out. He's a hitman <laughs> sent by God. That's who he is. He's a hitman sent by God to finally put an end to the United States of America. Okay. That's what I think his his job is. And that's what he's going to do. And he mm-hmm. will be elected our next president of the United States. All right. Ooh, you heard it here
0: first. Nostradamus. Hi. <laughs> Hi,
1: who knew that she was so cute, Nostradamus?
0: Hi. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I know I'm going to go into a Sopranos reference, but do you remember oh. when it's um, Tony and um, <laughs> Bobby, and he's uh, uh, he says that it's a. Uh, Quasimodo and, and he's like you mean Nostradamus and their eyes <laughs> is so Quasimodo. he goes that's the Hunchback of Notre Dame <laughs> oh my god
1: <laughs> I fucking love that show so much
0: oh all right let's go let's do it okay
1: today <gasps> I'm covering former U.S. house rep John G. Schmitz okay this story girl takes turns that I could not, it would not stop. All right, so get okay, ready for a roller coaster. Roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Schmitz was born in Milwaukee, in 1930. He graduated from Marquette University. Uh, I'm sorry, University High School in 1948. He obtained his BS degree from Marquette University in Milwaukee in 1952, and a master's from California State University in Long Beach in 1960. Ooh. He served in the United States Marine Corps as a jet fighter and helicopter pilot wow. from 1952 to 1960, and was a lieutenant colonel in the United States Marine Corps Reserve from 1960 to 1983. So a lifelong oh, career, not yes. lifelong, but pretty far, pretty pretty. Uh, long. Yeah. After leaving the Marines, Schmidt took a job as an instructor in philosophy and political science at Santa Ana College. He became he also became active in the John Birch Society which is like this very ultra conservative political advocacy group they're still around today. They're wild, bitch. Wild. His views attracted the attention of wealthy Orange County conservatives. They helped him win election to the California Senate in 1964 from a district in Orange County. His views were very conservative, even by the standards of Orange County. Wow. Sch- uh, Schmidt's once joked that he had joined the John Birch Society in order to court the moderate vote in Orange County. Wow. So he's like out there. He, of course, opposed sex education in schools. He believes Ugh. citizens should be able to carry loaded guns in their cars. And he was also critical of the civil unrest that characterized the mid-1960s. He called the Watts riots of 1965 a, quote, communist operation, end quote. (laughs) And a year later sponsored a bill which failed to pass to investigate the backgrounds of teachers suspected of communist affiliations. Ooh, what lovely. Commies, I love this. He also believed that state universities should be sold to private corporations as to curb... Against student protests uh, and liberalism, <laughs> we got to stop that liberalism. But aren't we almost there? Don't you but, think we're really close yeah. to that happening anyway? Well,
0: especially with um, you know, and we talked about this on the podcast before, where where you know not only are they uh lo- the Republicans looking to take over mm-hmm. uh, school boards, they the are also head. about the, like the appointing presidents to like state universities mm-hmm. to have things run and lean more conservative, I have like an eyelash on oh face. oh
1: you did it good Oh yay. any wishes
0: um it's too late for wishes
1: <laughs> <laughs> wish us to michigan bitch oh okay please. so schmidt served in the state senate until 1970 when he won a special election to succeed the late james b utt in oh. the house of california's 35th congressional district so now he's in the u.s house he won a full term the following november but he he didn't have a fan in Richard Nixon. So oh. when Richard M. Nixon, whose permanent residence at the time was in Santa San Clemente, uh, located in Schmidt's U.S. House District, first went to China in 1972. So he's president. Yeah. Uh, Schmitz was asked if he supported President Nixon going to China. And Schmitz replied, quote, I didn't care that Nixon went to China. I was only upset that he came back. Ooh! Quote, <laughs> shady, shady, shady. Oh, what a quote. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come back. Yeah, bye. Nixon, hey, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Nixon, Nixon recruited Orange County tax assessor Andrew J. Hinshaw, a more mainstream Republican, to run against Schmitz in the Republican primary for the renumered 39th district. Ooh. So this is what Republicans do today they don't like yeah we don't like oh you. nixon's like oh you're gonna throw shade at me motherfucker i'm gonna put somebody up against you in the primary that's oh. how involved he was in this that's how but you also, know what maybe we should nixon. maybe dem should do primary absolutely. some of their folks too absolutely but you know this is how nixon was nixon was not about he was vindictive as fuck and yeah. always paranoid so you start to <laughs> start talking shit in the media about him he's like oh oh what? i'm gonna take you down i'm taking you out Ooh. so um the guy won. Schmidt <gasps> loses his seat in the U.S. House. Wow. Oh, you so, know he's pissed. Oh, he's pissed. So he's angry at Nixon and at this defeat, and he changes his registration to the American Independent Party, and they nominate him to be their presidential nominee in 1972. And he goes up against Nixon? Yeah, but of course he loses. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I think he so was Nixon, funny. but he ends up losing. Uh, he got like 1.42% of the vote, like, <laughs> you know, count, countrywide, na- nationwide. Wow. Okay. Okay. So he ends up going back to the state Senate. He wins a district 36 state Senate seat in 1978. So California state Senate with 49.5% of the vote. And subsequently was named chairman of the constitutional amendments committee, which is scary because he's super conservative Right, and we don't oh, want this no. around. In 1981, Schmitz, who was staunchly anti-abortion, chaired a committee hearing on abortion. Feminist attorney Gloria Allred, "Hey girl, hey, hey," testified at the hearing in support of the pro-abortion rights position, and afterwards sarcastically presented Schmitz with a black leather chastity belt. <sighs> what? <laughs> then, let me something. These two, I <laughs> love these two, what shade? These two going back and forth were great. <laughs> but also, how
0: hot is that? that I mean, kind of hot. Yeah, she's know. like, well, but he's probably so gross. Yeah, yeah.
1: Schmitt's, but that move was hot. <laughs> it's hot. Schmitz's committee <laughs> then issued a press release under the headline, quote, Senator Schmitz and his committee survive attack of the bull dykes, end quote, <gasps> describing the hearing room as filled with, quote, hard Jewish and arguable, arguably female faces, end quote. What? Dude, Bad. Like that's fucking bad. It's disgusting. Allred sued Schmitz for libel, Ooh. claiming ten million dollars in damages, but settled for twenty thousand and an apology. <laughs> in his apology, Schmitz stated, "quote I have never considered her to be a slick butch lawyeress." End quote. That's what he said in his apology. <laughs> Because he said that they had these hard, ugly faces. Oh, my God. (laughs) What is wrong with him? He's such a jerk. So Allred appeared at a press conference called by Senator Schmitz regarding Mid-East issues, handed Schmitz a box of frogs and shouted, quote, a plague on the house of Schmitz, end quote. (laughs) Like she never stopped dragging him. Like she was constantly dragging him. I love this um, Elizabethan, or not even biblical, this
0: biblical, but it's so <laughs> yeah. great.
1: The incident cost him committee chairmanship, and the John Birch Society stripped him of his membership for, oh. quote, extremism. Unquote. Wow. They would probably, like, be celebrating him today. Oh, totally. Despite this, Schmidt uh, announced plans to run for the Republican nomination for the United States Senate in 1982, but a scandal would soon hit the senator so Ooh. big even he couldn't win re-election. Yes. Are you ready? Yeah, But you better buckle up. Because it's a little, this beginning part's a little like what's going on, but it's so fucking wild. Okay. Okay. Early in 1982, John George Stuckle, an infant born on June 10th, 1981, was treated at an Orange County hospital for an injured penis. A piece of hair was wrapped so tightly (gasps) around the organ, quote, in a squared knot, according to one doctor, that it was almost (gasps) severed. Surgery went well and the baby suffered no permanent damage. So they had to like remove this hair that was tied around this little baby. However, the baby's mother, Carla Stuckel, a 43-year-old Swedish-born immigrant and longtime Republican volunteer, was not allowed to take John George home since some of the attending doctors were convinced the hair had been deliberately tied around the penis. Well, how else did it get there? Right, like in a and in knot? a knot.
0: And how do you? Well, one, how do you even tie like, hair in a knot? You know what's going on
1: here? Yeah. Detectives threatened to arrest Carla and take John George away permanently <gasps> unless she identified the father. <gasps> Carla then identified Schmitz Ooh. as John George's father. Now his name is John George Schmitz. Yeah. So like <laughs> she named him, <laughs> right after the dad.
0: But why did she do this to her baby? I think she's a,
1: uh, you know, I think she was um. off. Yeah. So during a custody hearing, Schmitz acknowledged fathering John George out of wedlock. Now, now John Schmitz was married and had six children and he's preaching family values and no sex ed. And yeah, so it turns out he was something else. Yeah, it turns out he was also the father of Carla's daughter, Eugenie, who is three
0: wow the
1: admission effectively ended his political career though he made an unsuccessful run for the 30th congressional district in 1984 so he runs tries to run again Schmidt's affair also ended his wife mary's career as a political commentator on television (gasps) where she advocated from the conservative position on the political roundtable debate show free for all (laughs) before entering television mary had already been known as the west coast phyllis schlafly who i covered on the podcast having campaigned campaigned vigorously against the equal rights amendment I mean, they're both fucking, I mean, I I mean,
0: the the only thing I'm going to say here is she's nuts and great. She's off of television. But the fact that because her husband did something now she's punished for it, I think is kind of shitty. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you're married to someone, you have a job and now you have to lose your job because your husband was banging some, you know, uh, uh, campaign aid on the side. I'm with you. I, yes, I don't think that was right. I hear you definitely but but she wouldn't probably fight for that since she's like a crazy anti-feminist yeah <laughs> that's true she's probably like oh yeah i got him my husband did it so i am
1: in trouble you know like it's stupid yeah the schmitz is briefly <laughs> separated over the affair but reconciled schmitz never financially supported nor helped raise his two children with carla stuckel so
0: why did she so she had a three-year-old and then he did nothing for her but yeah. she's like okay let's
1: have sex again yeah And maybe even injuring the baby was a way to get his attention. Like, who knows what she was thinking? When the detective investigating the possible child abuse claim against Stuckle because of this incident at the hospital confronted Schmitz about fathering John George, Schmitz confirmed parentage and reportedly told the officer, "Quote: I do not and will not support him financially. It is her responsibility to take care of them." End quote.
0: Oh, I guess women are sinners. Right? Can you
1: believe this?
0: He probably thinks like it's her fault because she had sex
1: with me. You know what I mean? Like it's always the w- woman's fault. What a fucking prick! It's disgusting. Stuckle was not charged with any crime, and authorities returned her, Jordan, John George to her care. Oh my Stuckel god! Stuckle raised both John George and Eugenia on her own, working long hours at two different jobs. In 1994, when John George and Eugenia were 11 and 13, respectively, Carla Stuckle died from complications of type 1 diabetes. <gasps> schmitz refused custody of the <gasps> children
0: no so they what going to so foster care or this something? is
1: fucking here's another weird twist the wife mary mary Schmidt, john george's wife yeah was friends with high profile astrologer and alleged psychic gene dixon oh god do you remember yes her from TV? i do and she took the children mary asked her to take the kids I and gave so they goosebumps. were raised this is for, weird yeah for three years with her and then she dies in 1997 <gasps> and the children become wards of the state oh. and go to an orphanage because the father still refused to take them. Can oh you fucking believe gosh. what a piece of shit this guy and, is?
0: And and children can't sue for child support. You know I what I mean? Know. Like that
1: I've been neglected well, all these years. So this is the seventies, right? Like um, I don't think even <clears throat> like when they would hold parents, dads uh, accountable, yeah, they that didn't. wasn't even a yeah, thing. Everything just fell on the backs so of yeah, women. That wasn't a thing. Wow! Yeah, now they have like paternity tests, and if it's your child, right. you can you, sue him in yeah, court, yeah, to yeah, to take money from him. That wasn't a thing then. I mean, but the, how can you just let these kids? I you know who have suffered. Wow! I know. Oh my god! So he dies of prostate cancer at the age of seventy on January tenth, two thousand one. Following a packed funeral service at the Fort Meyer Post Chapel, he was buried with full military honors at Arlington you Cemetery uh, National Cemetery in that's DC. So gross! I'm I'm sick of this. Yeah. Well, here, now, here we go. Wait, Are you there's ready? more? Here's one more thing, which is crazy. When I saw this, I was like, what? I thought that was it. Okay, here's the thing. So, oh, I'm sorry. He had, not six children. He had seven children with his wife, Mary, right? Um, one, two of his sons were very successful in the political world as in, in the legal sense. So John P. Schmitz became a deputy counsel to Vice President George H.W. Bush during the Reagan administration and then deputy counsel to Bush when he became president. Okay. Joseph E. Schmitz was the Department of Defense Inspector General during the George W. Bush administration and also the Chief Operating Officer and Chief Legal Counsel at Blackwater. <laughs> Remember Blackwater? <Yeah>. Okay. <sighs> so, but the <sighs> most famous of his children was Mary Kay, also known as Mary Kay Laterno, Does that sound familiar? That does sound familiar. Okay. Mary Kay was Wait. a teacher who pleaded guilty in 1997 to two counts of felony, second degree rape of a child. <gasps> now do you remember Mary Kay Laterno? She was the Billy Falu or Falu, whatever this fucking kid's name was. The child was Billy Fallou, Fallou. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm totally saying that wrong. He was 12 years old when she had sexual relations with him and was a sixth grade student. I remember, I remember this she was story. This in, was insane. In she, they, in they were in love and yes. all this stuff while awaiting sentencing. Ugh. She gave Ugh. birth to his child. I remember
0: this. I remember this now. It's yeah. all coming back. When Ew. you see her picture, you would be Ew. like, Oh my God. With this, this is his, this is his daughter. There's something happening in that house, right?
1: There's something. She's, happening she's having in that sex house. with a 12 year old student,
0: 12 and gets pregnant. You know, what's funny though, is at the time, I do not remember any coverage of it being like this person's daughter. Me too. That's why I was
1: like, wait, what? You know what I mean? It was just teacher, teacher, teacher. There was no like high profile senator's daughter. Yeah. This was the first, like one of those teacher sex cases that I ever remember being a thing
0: because it was a
1: woman. Yes. And I
0: remember the pregnancy and I remember freaking out. So what, oh, with I state, think I saw a lifetime movie on this or something like back in the day too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally,
1: totally. So with <laughs> the state seeking a seven and a half year prison sentence, she reached That's a plea it? agreement. She reached a plea agreement calling for six months for in jail with three months suspended. So she, cause she was in there already and she was supposed to have no contact with this kid um, or she was go for life or she was going to have to go serve the rest of her prison term. And the case of course received national attention. Shortly after Laterno had completed her three months in jail. The police caught her in the in a car with Villy, the kid. I remember this. Remember this? Yeah. Like they're still fucking around.
0: Judge, Where are the parents? I'm
1: sorry, he's twelve. A, a judge revoked. He's 12. what was this? The 80s? No, no,
0: it was the in the 90s. 90s. Okay, so 80s, 97. 90s, 97, 97. Where are the parents? Where are the parents? Twelve years old? I don't know. Old? I
1: don't know. Like, would you? When your you twelve be year old just we became have, a
0: dad? He's a dad. A 12. Your twelve year old is a dad. And like, is he like, I'm going to go out skateboarding. I'll be back. I would be like, honey, no. Like, I need to know where you are. I don't know. What do you do? He's canoodling in the car. Canoodling?
1: You know they're fucking. Yeah, that's my word for. So. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Canoodling. A judge revoked her plea agreement and reinstated the prison sentence for the maximum allowed of law by seven and a half years. She's a dumbass. Eight months after returning to prison, she gave birth to her second child. With him, she was pregnant again. I didn't know that. Yeah, ew. She was in prison. uh, He's a baby. She was in prison from ninety eight to two (gasps) thousand and four. Where are the babies? With him, he was with no his parents, and he
0: took care of those kids while she was in jail. So he's she he she's in jail for eight years. So then, um um he's twenty years old, and he's got two kids that are like eight years old. Yeah, at twenty. Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, I'm going to college. My wife's They're Hold on, guys. College, I'm bitch. going to college. You think he's going to college? He, he might. Have... Who knows. Tina. I'm coming I'm leaving. Tina. I'm going on I'm going to college, guys. Oh, I no. can't go to that tailgate. My wife's coming out of prison this weekend. I got to no. go pick her up." No.
1: There's no. no college. That's not happening. You don't think
0: so? I mean, he could. He could turn his life around. This could be the
1: moment. No. Absolutely. Not. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's over she was in prison yeah. from 98 to 2004 and then in uh she gets out of prison and they got married no they did not in may 2005 they got married and they were married for 14 years that's how long i was married wait a second 14 well 13 years can you imagine no they, I'm, they, I'm so they confused announced her separation right now. in 2019 how old was she when she did when this whole this. thing happened Ooh, that's a really good question let me look it up like real was she quick. old i mean he's that's 12. a really good question you know, was she like twenty two? Just you just like in Mary Kay, it's the makeup, and the second know. thing is Literno. Uh-huh. Let's see. This happened in nineteen ninety seven. She was born in uh-huh. sixty two. I can't see the. Okay, math. it's thirty five. She was 35. Ewah! Look! Look at now. You know this picture? Oh God! Right? Please look at her. She looks like such. A, that's the picture like, that's she in she my She like, she should be like, on. Um,
0: when you go buy
1: a pattern, mm-hmm. a
0: sewing pattern, like that's the face that's on it. You know. <gasps>
1: she died. Oh shit! Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she died July 6, 2020. Oh God. Wait, and when did they divorce? They separated in 2019. She was 58 years old. What happened? Wait, Hold okay. On. Listen. Oh, she had cancer.
0: Oh, listen. Okay. It sucks. Fuck cancer. But the thing is, this
1: kid was 12. He was 20 and he, he marries her. Why? You're 20 years old. Go live your life. He was working in a home improvement store and as a professional- what you, what you want? Oh, DJ. good for him. Good for him. Man, I
0: don't understand. I mean, look, look, May-December romances happen all the time between men and women, and maybe they were in love. Like, fuck it. Age doesn't matter. I think it's Excuse weird. Excuse me? I, if, if I, he's have 20, d- I have an no, almost 12-year-old. No, if I would he's 20. No, if he's 20. You know, like, oh, as a yeah. 20-year-old making this decision to be married yeah, of course. to then.
1: At 18, I get okay. it. Okay. 12 but, is but a stretch. But,
0: but, but. A bit of a stretch. but the, 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 here's someone who I think has, he's been abused
1: right oh, totally. and psychologically yeah. i'm Something's sure wrong there
0: something is wrong that at 20 years old eight years after this has happened that he is still compelled to marry this woman
1: yeah that, that something is wrong well he probably but then they listen, stay she's together a, she's 14 almost, years she's so basically a mother figure so something what's going on with his so mom 14, like maybe there was something
0: there 14 so he's like then now in his 30s he could still have a life you know what I mean? Oh, my God. I'm just what is thinking it like about- to be
1: this, like, try to put the positive spin on things like uh, this? Well, it's
0: just, just so nice. I'm just your trying head. to think about, like, you know, he's, he's like, free of her. I mean, I'm sorry that the lady's no, dead, it. but, like, he's free of her now. Maybe he can uh, get some therapy and figure himself out. His kid's got to be old. Jesus, I can't. This whole thing, has you have just freaked me out. Yeah. I knew they if got married. If my son at 12... 12- <laughs> I I and some woman uh, no I would be like you're not here having zero contact, I and I wouldn't no, I wouldn't I would take the cave. kids
1: I'd move to a fucking I would cave. have You'd someone never I, I hate
0: to say this but I would have someone else adopt those children and I would say oh, yeah, we yeah, are yeah. clean
1: breaking it I'm sorry yeah, babe yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: you know maybe they well we
1: know one thing her daddy's not taking custody of those kids. yeah <laughs>
0: no, oh god <laughs> yeah he's like fuck that oh my god do you think he he like now, do you think her that in any of that what. The dad, do you think he visited her? No, come on. No. He, he, she got cut off.
1: Oh, totally. There's no way. Ugh. No way. Ugh. This is disgusting. They both story. must have psychological problems. Come on. Yeah, there's something. Something is not right here. You, we have children at this age. Could you imagine someone being Ugh. sexually attracted to a 12-year-old oh boy? He, she's, a rape, she's a child rapist. She's a rapist. She's a She's, she's a, a, a pedophile. pedophile,
0: yeah. It's
1: disgusting. Also, can 12-year-olds, 12-year-olds get boners like this? I guess. Oh, it's so fucking yes. gross. Yes.
0: Well, uh, we're watching that. Uh, what is it? The, the Enchant, not the Enchanted, the Almighty Gemstones. What is it called? Oh, Righteous Gemstones. Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> it's so good. And and when the youngest kid, uh, they get the oldest kid to talk to the youngest kid. Yeah, cause he's them. like, he's ejaculating everywhere and he finds the, the <laughs> underwear in his drawer. So yeah, it's possible. I forgot about that. <laughs> he, he puts it in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> And he tells the kid, oh, you know, so all your dead good. relatives are watching you. Yeah, when yeah, you're yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my favorite's the sister.
0: Daddy! Oh, my I'm God. Baby, Uncle baby Listen, baby? This, it's a brilliant show. Oh, yeah. It just, because it really, you mean, it is highlighting <laughs> just that the, just outrageous yeah. outrageous corruption yeah. and hypocrisy of these evangelicals and i am here for every minute of it. Oh, so for sure for sure so are you ready for my
1: story i am i'm gonna get coffee then.
0: okay hi i'm shannon i'm jamie we're married with television marriedwithtv.com. We are a couple of Hollywood normies on the outskirts of the film and TV industry, and we talk about our favorite TV shows, music, and movies, and sometimes they talk back to us. Sometimes they do. Our podcast is Married with Television, one word, on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Possibly Amazon, soon. And we are a proud member of the Odd Pods Media Network.
1: Married with TV! MarriedwithTV.com!
0: Today, I'm going to tell you the story of an early form of election fraud called cooping. So I thought it would be fun because we just, you know, had the election and you know people are going to be screaming fraud and this This idea of election fraud, like it's not new. Yeah. So in the 1800s, much like today, uh, (laughs) most folks decide if they're going to exercise their right to vote by showing up on election day, right? Like that's what they do. But Mm. back then, some politicians resorted to violence and kidnapping to ensure high election number results. What? Yes. It's the funniest little story. All right. So our story takes place primarily in the Northeast, but also occurred in the Midwest throughout the uh, 19th century. Dang. And this whole story is really like background. This is not like my normal, like major incident charges kind of thing. Right. And I'm just yeah. kind of giving this little his, history lesson. I like it. Um, So not my regular storytelling, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, we just heard... Like you said, from Trump, right? If I lose, the system is rigged. If yeah. they win, it's not rigged. Like we know, like this is the narrative that they've been spinning, mm. and it's even though it's the faultiest logic I've ever seen, it somehow works yeah. with the masses. Oh, and wild. so this history, this uh, form of rigging did occur called cooping, and. One, the other thing, there is a little literary connection. Oh, boy. That I'll share at the end that I Guess never really heard excited. before. So I
1: was like, oh, fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> we have right. very very different ideas of fun. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so prior to the 1800s, mm-hmm. when folks voted, they would enter their ballot. And, and for a while, they created this glass box so that you could see the ballots oh. going in, yeah. right, to, um, I guess, like, try to ensure that you're just putting one ballot in or whatever. But it made the vote public because back then, oh. campaigns would make their ballot on their own colored paper. Oh. So when you're standing in line and you're putting in the blue, they know, they know right? Oh, but the issue is, you know, folks obviously can see who you're voting for. And when there was like contentious elections, it could prove dangerous because if you're the guy standing in line with the color ballot that doesn't match everybody else's, like there was a lot of pressure. Ooh. So there was a lot of intimidation yeah. and things like that that were happening. What? How dumb is that? What a dumb yeah. thing that
1: it's not a private...
0: Yeah, that's how it was. And wow. then, but then in the 1800s, according to this article from History Era, the US shifted to what's known as the Australian Ballot Mm-hmm. where the ballot is secret and it was printed on the same color paper by a neutral body, like not involved in any individual campaign so that it would Good. be a more, you know, anonymous yeah. and safe sort okay. of yeah. issue. As it should be. As it should be. So just like today with folks showing up at the polls trying to scare voters, the same thing was happening them, but sort of at this more like overt level. Like oh it was God. just like, it was like chaos. Yeah, um, And there are also f- folks that were selling their vote. So like you know they're like I'll you know you want me to check whatever box like I'll do it like pay me kind of thing. <gasps> so there was a lot of corruption happening. Oh, but cooping to How me. How much would that take for you? Like boat, to put to check boat, the box, and I said to N- nothing. <laughs> I I can't do it. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm an idiot. What a million dollars?
1: Oh no, I need it's more like than ten 000. million dollars. Yeah, Ugh. he's gonna win anyway. He's gonna win anyway. So, so I, what's, mean, what's I mean, what's one? What's one vote? Yeah, I mean. Maybe I would take a million. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to have to anyway. He's going to, I got to pay to get out of here to have an abortion. I'm going to have to pay for my property insurance. He's costing me money anyway. I might as well get paid to fucking just put, what's the difference? And then skip town and then leave the state. That's (laughs) what I was also thinking. Take my cool million. Take the money and
0: run, baby. Take my
1: cool mill and blow this pop stand. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Oh my God. Cash. Ooh. Yeah. All right, untraceable bills, untraceable, (laughs) let's do
0: it. All right, so cooping basically was the act of luring men with booze Uh and keeping them, (laughs) but listen to this, keeping them in basements or elsewhere for days, what? then dragging them out to the polling booth to vote on election day. And the folks luring these men were from political campaigns. Holy cow. So one thing I thought, imagine this, So one thing that I thought was funny, and this is according to that History Extra article, they would have barrels of whiskey, like outside of the polling places. So- I wouldn't mind taking a shot like in Florida, like fucking, give me, I need the shot before I go into the, the, the polling. I need when to come out. Yeah. I need one to go in and I need one when I come out. But then I was like, like oh shit. palate cleanser. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. Imagine in Florida oh. with these nut jobs and people oh. getting drunk at the polling place. It would oh, be massacred. There would be yeah. dead bodies everywhere.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are <laughs> you saying,
0: motherfucker? Oh my God. It would be yeah. crazy. Wow. So these so-called <laughs> cooping gangs would have a coop manager, according to Natalie Zarelli's Atlas Obscura article, and their job of disrupting the election process would include, quote, whining and dining victims till they vote according to the wishes of the coop manager.
1: Whoa! So it
0: was like, you're going to drink and now you're going to vote. Um, and another part of cooping was that the intimidation often focused on immigrants. Surprise, surprise. So they would coop up That's why it was called cooping. Uh, They would coop up immigrants in, quote, undisclosed locations to either prevent them from voting or intimidate them into voting for their candidate. Oh, my God. So, yeah. This is really fucked up. It's really crazy. So a couple of stories out of uh, Baltimore from Zarelli's article noted that one victim, this guy, J. Justice Ritzman, was taken to a bar and then to a warehouse where, quote, they came in front of a crowd of men, about five or six, armed with clubs and guns and other weapons. And this was his, te- his courtroom testimony. The Jesus. men were robbed and left in a dark basement where they were given voting tickets for the Democratic candidate. So it's like, you're going to vote how we want you to vote. And that's what they would do. Another I wonder, set. I wonder
1: how what their turnout was in general anyway.
0: I don't know. But another set of 80 men were forced to polling places across the city. So this is the other thing that they would do is they would get people drunk, mm-hmm. right? And then you're going to go vote. But then they were doing like double voting. So they would take them back, change their clothes, what? bring them back and just plot. And like, they were too drunk to like resist, right? They're like forcing and beating and like, just you got to drink and this is what was happening. Oh
1: my God.
0: Um, and <laughs> Rizman, the, the previous guy, um, Rizman, his t- testimony uh, regarding that, the treatment of some of those in the coop was disgusting and horrible in the extreme. Men were beaten, kicked, and stamped in the face with heavy boots. Oh my God. Can you dude. imagine? Like, this is the election process in the United States. Mm-mm. So, the reason this was hard to stop was that some of the folks in the cooping games worked as marshals for the election.
1: Oh my
0: God. And Michael Pollock's article on cooping for historical index also noted that cops and judges were on the <gasps> payroll. For candidates who were using cooping, how do you
1: stop this? So from it was happening? like corruption
0: after corruption after corruption.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, I it was just like, this
0: is so wild. So the University of Virginia had an article on corruption in the 19th century elections that cited Richard Franklin Bensel's uh, book he wrote, "The American Ballot Box in the Mid 19th Century," who writes, "quote." The American polling place was thus a kind of sorcerer's workshop in which the minions of opposing parties turned money into whiskey and whiskey into votes. Wow. This alchemy transformed the great political interests of the nation commanded by those with money into the prevailed currency of the democratic masses. Whiskey, it seems, bought as many and perhaps far more votes than the planks in party platforms.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Isn't that wild? Yes. So basically, you know, obviously there were some charges because that guy, Wrightsman, was in court and, like, they were trying to get a handle on this act. And it ends up ending, really, with election reform. So, um, but couping still happens in countries, like, mm-hmm. across the world uh, when they want a dictator to remain in power. And even though it's not happening in the U.S., it is happening, you know, um, it is happening... All right, so points of interest. Yeah. Here's my literary link. Okay. (laughs) So Edgar Allan Poe died in 1849 in Baltimore. They found him in a gutter. Mm. And I've always heard that it may have been, like when I learned about Poe, and even when I've taught Poe, like I've always said like, oh, maybe it was like rabies um, because that was sort of like the common thing or alcoholism. Now, I heard that he did do a lot of boozing. Right. And the story goes, according to several sources, that he may have been a victim of cooping. Because people would die of like alcohol poisoning because they would like give oh them so my much God. alcohol. This
1: is crazy. Yeah.
0: So Tori Spelexi's Talking Points memo cites a Poe Museum report that states, quote, Poe was found semi-conscious in a Baltimore polling place just a few days before his death. The article also notes that he was wearing someone else's clothes. And remember, I said oh they would change gosh. people's clothes, which fits that cooping theory. Um, and the rumor is that he kept voting for booze and that's why he may have died of that poisoning because he may have had this like alcoholism issue. Oh my And so he like participated in that, but it's just rumors. No one knows like how Poe died. And Tori Spilexi's article noted that he was part of the temperance movement, which was like, I'm not going to drink anymore. And he had joined that like the year before. So some people were like, no, he was part of the temperance movement. He wasn't doing that. But if it was a roving gang that, kidnap people who knows you know um so and then it could have very well been rabies or whatever but i feel like the cooping uh yeah fits kind of fits a little bit i don't know i mean and it's i've seen many that are like it's just a rumor we don't know you know but i'm like well it kind of sounds interesting to me Mm. and then the other little interesting point was that movie gangs of new york remember that back in the day they have a cooping scene outside of an electric uh election i love that movie but that's it. That's the story
1: of cooping in America. I'm just thinking, is there any way we can incorporate this in what we're trying to do here yeah. in Florida? Get people drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Get them some some uh, Cuba Libre or <laughs> what? Margaritas, something what mojitos. Want? Mojitos. What do you want? Oh what my want? god. I'll buy you a drink. Come over here. Let me just help you with your ballot real quick. Oh my God. Can you imagine what, what's if that the happens? difference between that and the bullshit Republicans do anyway? my god it's all lies i never thought about that Why ballot not?
0: ballot ballot bubbling parties yeah let's have a babbit a ballot bubble party we did where, that with
1: women's march remember we had the ballot breakdown and yeah. people all came and we got to work we got to tell right them, but like, i'm saying like because now
0: we all do the mail and ballot like everybody bring your ballot and let's do yeah a filling out you know that could be fun i don't know is that illegal
1: I don't filling out your ballot
0: with other people. No,
1: to talk about why you wanted this person or why you don't. Why? What's the difference between that and like resistance brunch that we do? That's true. They always bring their ballots to that. That's true. Yeah. No, I think it's perfectly fine. All right. Listen. What are you going to do? Ballot, Uh, ballot bubbles and booze. That's it. She's she's
0: already (laughs) crazy. Event.
1: Make the graphic. (laughs) By the way, Alfredo asked me Uh, to do something this week, and I was like, I'm. I'm so swamped like I can't do it and he's like sorry, right, Tina's not working she could do it I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I did do it yeah the holiday party <laughs> yes oh my god so funny um, oh my god I wanted to mention that we are uh doing a little muck today in person <gasps> so yes. excited! so we always have someone come on and talk about the election I think we're gonna have someone else as well uh, um hopefully hopefully we've invited yeah. a guest we're trying to line that up um. In the meantime, young voters were like the story of this election, and I saw someone on Twitter that was dragging the party just as hard as I was, and I, and he's in Broward, and he does he's like organizes young voters, and I was like, maybe we can yeah. have this guy on.
0: We and we need to hear from the young voters. Yeah. We really do because I think we all had wax in our ears. Yeah, and we're not listening. Well, and I, mean, when I mean we, I'm not talking just us. I'm saying like, at the party as a whole needs to
1: start listening to
0: young people.
1: But also because young voters don't ever really turn out. They always say like, that's where we have to tap right. into. But they do not And have to they did it, did it themselves and this time. Yeah, they organized <laughs> themselves to do it. So yes. we are going to have Jaden DeNofrio on to on uh, Friday. You can hear it on Friday. We're interviewing him today, and I'm really excited. It's going to be and great. Usually we like here's the phone number, call in. But I'm like, he's in Broward, maybe. And I so then I'm like, or. You can come to my house on Saturday morning and record. I'm in Pompano. He's like, I'm going to be out and around on Saturday. I'm like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's, it's And I'm excited because my kids are here. And yes. I told them, I want you to meet this kid.
0: Young yes. man. This just this young, young man. man. Yes. But this is the thing. We need young people. Young people. I mean, Whitney Houston said it.
1: Mm, children are our
0: future. Children rich. are our future. You know what I mean? The young people need to turn out. And now we see. That Republicans right away want to oh, yeah. want to strip that twenty sixth <laughs> amendment and want to raise the voting age. And again, where are the people that go wow? Hmm, uh, that th- there are saying that wow they lost the young vote and now they want to raise the yeah, age and they don't see that as suppression, Do right? You know what my mom, but uh, you get to be eighteen, mm-hmm, right? And you get to go to war. That's it. That's and you get it. to die. Yeah, you get to be twelve <laughs> years old and get raped in Florida and have to have a Ooh. baby, but. We have to raise the voting age to 21. It's such garbage when these are issues impacting young people and they should have a right to have something to say about it. And if you're going to put a gun in their hand, they could buy a gun and they could buy an AR-15 and walk around in the streets, but they don't have a vote. Garbage. but
1: Garbage party. Yeah. God damn it. I don't get it. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. It. I don't either. And I don't understand. That's what my mom said to me. Mom said, you know why they made it 18? Because they were sending people to war. Right. And, and kids to war. And they said, if you got if we're going to go to war, you better let, let us make sure we can vote. And they dropped it. to eight, Like that was the thing. Made right. 18. Like that was the reason. And so if they're going to change it, it and you're going to
0: change it back to 21, then guess what? They don't get to sign up for the selective service till they're 21. Right. How about that? They don't get to get guns until they're 21. How about that? It's such garbage. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this. Like blinders. Like you always say the people who are voting for these nut jobs have blinders on. Okay.
1: That's all. I'm sorry. No, it's fucked up. It's, it's, it's disgusting. I and think it I'm all sick of it. I was driving home yesterday from work and I feel like, you know, all of this hit me. There's other things happening too, but like, I feel like all of this stuff hit me and you know, I was prepared for what happened on Tuesday, but what I'm not really, I don't want to pay attention to this election i mean to this session in tallahassee i don't want to know i don't want to hear it i don't want to see it i know what's coming why do i have to view it why do i i don't want to have a reaction to it i don't want to comment on it i just it's too much it's too fucking much and here's the other part we care about it so much which is good like people should No, but it's bad but it's exhausting when we're like one of a few right and we're not greater than anybody else. We're just, it's kind of things that are interesting to us to be involved and like know about it. But everybody should be interested to in know about it. And the fact that people vote the way they do in Florida, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Why am I spending my fucking personal, private, like valuable time, time trying On to do state. this shit Yeah, with people don't really fucking get right. it. They don't see the big picture. And because of Trump and because of distant, bad information and and, and false false uh, stories and all of this stuff that they're doing we can't we can't beat this we can't do anything about it so and I wanted so I wanted like to I'm out. I'm i know. out know I so I wanted to say one
0: more thing I know that we're um you know pissed off at, at everything that happened in in this state and the leadership of the party and all of that but I really um want to thank all of the there's so many volunteers, absolutely, and people who have worked tirelessly on campaigns, and yeah. and they they gave it their all, and we're not like trying to like you know uh, discount any of the work that people no. do when they give their free time to try to make a difference in the state, and who then rallied around Chris, you know, at the end, you know what I mean, like they they gave a lot of their time to these races that really matter, and you know, uh, thank God for them. All right, you listen,
1: know. same thing with, when I talk about the Brow Democratic Party. These are all nice people. We know right, them. right? They're nice people. I said that on the fucking Instagram video. The unfortunate thing is that when you're handed this position, you don't do same old, same old. That's never worked. It's been proven for 20 years that same old, same old doesn't work. We've watched the state slip away. So you are given a, uh, some people voted for you because they trusted in you to make a plan. And execute it at least to make some sort of a difference that's what you the job you were given and you sat on your hands and did nothing it was irresponsible so it's all volunteer right, i get it right but ask for help you're surrounded by a county that is filled with talented people we knew a lot of people who worked on the chris campaign that was a statewide campaign that are from broward right ask the people that are around you what is the next move What you don't do is same old, same old, same old. It doesn't fucking work. And so November 9th should have been an emergency meeting of the Broward democratic executive committee emergency meeting. Yeah. What is our plan? Because we just got fucked hard, hard because we think we're good. And so we're going to win. That's not how politics works. So what is your plan now? What I predict will happen, and I'll do it just like I predicted the Chris disaster. (laughs) What I predict will happen in Broward with, with, with Rick Hoy and the rest of that group not stepping down is that for the next two years leading into the presidential, the 2024 presidential election, they will again do nothing and sit on their hands until July of 2024 is when we will hear what their plan is. That's what's going to happen. They will not do a fucking thing to change what they're doing. And neither will the Florida Democratic Party. They will do nothing. That's my prediction. Ooh, let's make a change, Florida. All right. And if that's the case, then um, just shame. I don't know what else to tell you. Shame on you. Throw the playbook away and start from scratch. Don't be afraid to do something different. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go to meetings with people you don't know and ask the questions and take the hit. Cause God damn it. You got to do that now. Right. You have to sit in a room full of people who look at you and say, what have you been doing for two years? Yeah. And you honestly have to answer that question. Where's the money? Who did you pay in the first couple months of your, or your um, leadership? We all saw the budget. We all saw who they were paying. Friends did work. There's one woman in particular, I swear to Christ, if I ever see this woman in public, she's gonna get a fucking reaming from me. Ooh. I can't even believe she's still trying to hang around. She's a despicable fucking human being. Ooh. Despicable. Telling people they were racist if they didn't vote for Rick Hoy. Fuck you. He was running for chair. I don't care, Tina. He was running for chair against the Latino man, but they were gonna be racist. If they didn't vote for Rick Hoy and old people don't like that old white people, they don't like that. So they voted for Rick and guess who regrets it? Every single person who cast a vote for him. Do you know how many people have told me that they regret they voted for Rick Hoy because they thought he might do something. We're spilling everything on the muck today. They thought he might do something different. They thought his young leadership would do something because it was very important to certain people to elect the first black leader of the Broward Democratic Party. No, Absolutely. That's, that's important. It is. We need to have diversity. But you got to back it up. It just can't be because we want to elect the first black person to lead the Broward Democratic Party. And then what? Then what? If, the, if that person then follows the playbook of the people who have failed us before, what's the point? The person who was trying to get that job had a fucking notebook this, wa- this thick, Full of ideas of what we're going to do to start the ground running. And the first thing was to raise a shit ton of money. What money has the Broward Democratic Party raised? Nothing. And the money they had, they gave away to people. For work. For work. Fuck this. You know what the worst part is? Nobody will do anything about it. Nobody will do anything about it. Well, we'll see. And on that note... What, I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. What am I supposed to say? I, I, the worst part is I can't be the only person doing it. I can't be the only person saying these things because nothing will change. We can't ignore the fact that the Broward Democratic Party and the Florida Democratic Party are very important in elections. Unfortunately, unfortunately, because people who aren't involved every day actually look to those organizations for direction when it comes to voting. Right. And when those organizations... Are tripping over themselves because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. We are lost. Maybe one percent of voters actually are involved in politics and know, like, are up on it. Maybe one percent. Everybody else just looks to the party of like, who should I vote for? for? What should I do? Judges, yeah. Yeah. What about
0: these charter amendments?
1: And for two years, when you don't do anything and then you expect people to follow you, that shit doesn't happen. And how? And so, I don't know. I feel bad for them. I feel bad. I do because I really feel like in 2016 they had a real chance they had a real chance that's when I started going to meetings and I or 2017 yeah. like February I feel like they really had a chance that those meetings were packed with people yeah and not the usual oh no I remember people. that it was standing room yeah only it was, in was those packed early with younger yeah. people young people who are and, and and middle-aged people, whatever who were ready for the fight because Trump just got elected and they're like yeah. holy shit and they flocked where did they flock to The Broward Democratic Party. They all went to their Dem caucuses in their counties to help and look for direction. And slowly but surely, they all fell off. And why? Because there was no direction. There was no plan. There was nothing. So, you know, you only have yourselves to blame. And when you fail to recognize the amount of power that you have, and you fail to take that responsibility seriously, we get to sit where we are right now, where I am going to no doubt in no shadow of a doubt. I will lose my full fucking rights to my body. And the democratic party in Florida is to blame for that. They hold a large piece of that. Ooh. All right. Okay. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at MuckPodcast.
1: To support the Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content: muckraker, policy wonk, or bleeding heart. We can't do this without you.